Welcome to the Binge Eating to Food Freedom podcast with Katie Papo. Our mission is to share the simplest and most peaceful system for food freedom in the world with people who suffer from binge eating, food addiction, and compulsive overeating. We are here to show that with the right strategy and support, any committed, coachable, and resourceful individual can feel peaceful and free with food. Hello! <laughs> Hello, everyone. Uh, in case you didn't notice, I'm Shahar and not Katie. You can tell the difference between us uh, because I'm the one with the beard. Uh, today's topic I'm going to cover with you because it's really it's one of my specialties in the, the work we do with everyone. Is my focus today is about the identity and the release of the identity with binge eating, with emotional eating. So. If, this, if you have been uh, following me and Katie for a while and, the, and you found yourself saying things like, I'm a yo-yo eater, I'm addicted to sugar, I am uh, I'm helpless, or I just can't live my life without restrictions, I can't live my life without a diet. So this is definitely one that is worthwhile to sit and listen to. So what I want to talk about is really about those phraseologies and just notice from just from the beginning saying, I am a binge eater, I am. Now, this is something that we also see a lot in our, in our, in our Facebook group is every day someone usually posts a post to say, oh, I am miserable, this binge eating is horrible, or there's this constant reconfirmation of, oh, hey, Diane, good, Diane, good to see you, I'm happy you're here. Yay, that's awesome. <laughs> so. There's this constant reconfirmation of our identity as a binge eaters. And everybody we work with and kind of shares that same, that same energy or at least that same mentality of, I can't see my life without diets. I can't see my life without counting calories. I can't see my life without, without uh, obsessing about food all the time there's a sort a sort of an emotional attachment to that binge eater mentality or emotional eater mentality or the diet restriction mentality and what i wanted to share with you now is kind of go with you with the process that with the people we've worked with how it looked like from before they joined what did your transition happen to them in the program and kind of what happens afterwards and the main message that I want to share with you today is the message of just because we have a belief or just because we have been doing the same pattern again and again and again and again, that doesn't mean this has to define who we are. Just because I've been a binge eater or just because you've, you've binge ate or you're obsessing about food your entire life or your, your parents got that into you or you got that from family or friends, that doesn't mean that has to define who you are and doesn't mean that's going to be you for the next 20 years or the next 30 years. It's really about kind of how habits creates patterns and how patterns create an identity and how the identity manifests into a belief. So this is kind of the stages we go through when it comes to our own identity as a whole. So let's begin from the beginning. Let's really start from the beginning of Let's define what we are talking about. When, when I say identity, what do I mean identity? There's something very natural for us as human beings because this is kind of our cognitive ability. We categorize everything. 
It comes from the from a survival need to define what is bad and what is good, what will keep me survive longer, or which tribe I can belong to, or what keeps me dangerous, what should I keep away. So we have this tendency to categorize and put everything in a catalog is kind of organize things in the head. And because we are very naturally inclined towards looking at things from the perspective of a hierarchy, then we do that the same way. I am good, right? This is something that I'm, I'm sure a lot of you have been heard uh, saying, at least, I've been good today. I ate this, all right? I followed what my tribe said, so I am good. Oh, I didn't do that part, so uh, I am bad, right? I didn't do what my tribe said. So. This is kind of the identity we are constantly shifting as we define ourselves based on our actions. So now this is something very natural. Everybody does that to an extent. We do that with our nationalities. We do that with political affiliation. We do that with uh, families. We do it with friends. These are my good friends. This is something we do even when we're uh, when you were a teenager. Like these are this is my best best friend and this is my best best friend and this is my best friend and this is my kind of good friend. We categorize everybody in our life, and this is natural. So we do the same thing with us. Now, if we, so when I talk about binging identity, this is the identity we create for ourselves because we are create because we develop a habit. Uh, for example, trying to lose weight, or a habit of of constantly thinking about food, and keep reinforcing the habit until it becomes a pattern. And that pattern is kind of a cyclical thing that my mind goes through. Right, because the mind likes to work on patterns. It doesn't have too much, it doesn't like to overanalyze things. So it likes to kind of put as many things on autopilot that it can to reserve energy. So that's something our minds tend to do. So if I created a habit that is repetitive, the mind says, okay, I see that's a pattern. So if that's a pattern, I don't need to think about it anymore. It's like walking, right? Think about it. in the beginning, kind of wobble, walk from side to side. And you kind of fall and then you try again. So the more you start walking and walking, the mind says, okay, this is a pattern. This is how I want to walk. And then I don't need to think about it. So when I'm walking, everyone here, you're listening. When you are walking, you don't need to think of right leg, left leg, because your mind created a pattern. Because you created a habit and repeated a habit again and again and again and again until it created a pattern. And now it's just ingrained. So you don't need to relearn how to walk, though. Sometimes we have a walk that it doesn't serve us, right? It's a walk that kind of hurts our knees or we kind of correct it. So we go to a chiropractor and say, okay, now relearn how to walk. And then I create a habit. Then the habit becomes a pattern. And then the brain says, okay, this is an important pattern. So I'm going to keep it that way. So why am I going in this entire tangent about walking? Whoops. Because this is relevant to how our binge eating identity manifests, right? We create a habit revolving the food. And it's either an attachment or it's a, an emotional trauma that I try to avoid from this food because this food always this food will means being bad, right? If I eat something that is junk food and I should eat the good food again, food can't be good or bad. It's just our mind does that category: good food, bad food. It's and then we say, okay, this is the identity of what, so I'm going to reinforce. So I keep repeating this emotional attachment to food as a habit, and again, it can be anything. Right? I heard stories from here until, you know, things I would never even dream of. But we create those habits and then these habits become a pattern. And now every time we see the food, what do we call it? You call it a trigger food. Trigger, what do we mean by trigger? Because that trigger creates an operation inside the brain. 
right? I see that food and I know it's going to create a pattern inside my brain that will lead into a binge. So my action is to avoid that food, but then the emotional attachment is even stronger. So because I keep repeating, 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 repeating that same pattern, then it becomes my identity. Because now I say to myself, okay, I'm addicted to sugar because every time I see that sugar, that pattern happened. So I'm reinforcing that pattern again and again and again until, I be until it becomes a belief. And that belief is my identity. Okay, so I'm, I'm just, I guess I'm just a person who doesn't, I can't handle sugar. I guess I'm just a person who binge eats. I guess I'm just a person who sits in the car and eats in the middle of the night. I guess I'm just a person that needs to lock lock my fridge in the middle of the night, give my keys to my, my child, give key, give a, lock all my food, give the key to the child and tell them to hit it. But I'm creating this manifestation in my brain that it becomes a belief. I guess, I guess I'm just one of these people. That's the pattern that turns into a belief. And the truth is, it's just a pattern. It doesn't define who you are. It's just you believe that's what you are. You have been reinforcing that to be an identity and you accepted it as your identity. So that is what I'm talking about when I talk about identity in our relationship to Binji. Now, if you if some of you remember, I don't know if you remember that story for those who don't know, the story with the frog and the scorpion. But in short, the frog, uh, the scorpion wants to cross a river, so we ask a frog to help him. The frog says, hey, I don't know, I don't trust you. If I'll, if I, if I'll we'll swim, you might sting me. I don't want to die. The scorpion says, don't worry. If, if I'll do that, we'll both die. So it makes no sense for me to do it. So the frog agrees, they go through halfway through the river, this frog gets stung, and then they both drown. And as they drown, the frog says, why did you do that? Now you're going to die with me. And the scorpion says, it is my nature. So this is a story that a lot of you, I'm sure, heard. And I think people are reading, tend to read that story wrong because they see it as the lesson is there's some things that are just part of our nature that cannot be changed, right? That was the scorpion because that was his nature, and that's just... Some things are like that, but I see it. I see the lesson to be different. To me, the lesson is: if you are unwilling to adapt your identity, if you're not willing to adjust who you are to what needs to be, then you're gonna, in the end, gonna self-destruct like that scorpion. So, if we're not able to be adaptive in our mind, we're gonna drown with that frog because in inevitably we're gonna self-destruct. So that's the lesson I, I take from that story. It's, it's important that we don't define ourselves based on our patterns, that we don't define ourselves based on just something, habit we've been grown into, because we're very malleable. This is something we've seen as human beings all over the world. People who are born into war and grew up peace-loving. People who grew eating meat but adopted being vegan, growing up in this household and developing into another. Right, we are we are much more malleable than we think. So, back to the concept of the binge eating. So, what it and it's something I heard a lot. Sorry if I'm a bit on a tangent. Just <laughs> I have this tendency to think as I speak. So, something we've seen a lot, me and Katie, is people reach out and they say, "Yeah, but it's very difficult. It's very difficult to." to uh, remove restriction. It's very difficult to do all these things. And my first thought, it's, it's not difficult to have food freedom. It's difficult to be emotionally attached to food. That is the true difficulty. The problem is not, it's not the mindset. 
It's the attachment to the mindset. Because everybody who is listening and you who are listening, if if you were happy and content with binge eating and emotional eating or obsessing, obsessing about food, there would be no reason for you to stay here and listen to this or to follow or to be part of the group because your, your life would just be regular. But because you have this need to go beyond the emotional attachment to food, you are here. So there is something that craves change for us, right? There's something in our brain that kind of craves change. And because of that, we, we try to force that change on ourselves. Now, how do we, where do we see it? We see that in diets. We did it. So in diets or when you hire a trainer to help you or, or whatever, right? We see that person. We see what we want to be. And then we say, okay, here you go. Make me that. So we try to force on ourselves a different lifestyle without shifting the mindset. That's what a diet is, right? It's just follow these rules. And then you don't need to think about food again, right? It's just, it's a rule book. That's it. Just have that food around. So, but why does it fall apart? Why, when I try to move to a different identity, to the identity of food freedom, where I'm not obsessing about food so much, when I'm not constantly thinking and counting calories, why is it so difficult to stay there? Why am I keep coming back to the old patterns? Is because because they are patterns. So the difficult part is not the, the new mindset, is the letting go of the old one. And when we work with people um, in our group, me and Katie, our main focus, and Diane, if you're listening, you, you know this very well, the lessons keep being the same lesson, right? They're kind of repetitive, the same thing. It's kind of constantly doing the same practice in different layers and kind of going deeper and deeper and deeper because the lesson itself, it's simple. It's just the, the biggest part is just letting go of the old patterns. That's where the difficulty comes from. So the difficulty is not getting into something, it's letting go of that giant weight you are carrying with you that is the binge eating, that is the emotional attachment to the food, the emotional attachment to, I need to live this way. And the main thing that we teach or what we focus on, and that's where the mindset comes, is our focus is on showing you that you are not a robot that constantly works on patterns, right? That we're not just robots who you put an algorithm in our head and we just live their life, right? We try to do that with diets. Okay, just eat this food and that's it. Then you don't need to think about it, but it doesn't work because I constantly think about it. But the point is that we are not just robots that work on patterns. So every exercise we give, me and Katie, is an exercise that is designed to get you out of that pattern thoughts where you're on autopiloting, autopiloting, binging, autopiloting, eating, autopiloting life, autopiloting uh, your relationship with your partners, autopiloting everything. Because that's what a binge eating is. The binge eating is kind of numbing the brain and autopiloting it. So every exercise we teach is designed to bring you to the point where you are in the present moment and you are becoming a conscious being. So you're not an unconscious robot that just eats kind of a, like a machine. You are a conscious human being with the ability to choose, with the ability to decide, to the ability to feel, to the ability to experience, the ability to enjoy, the ability of freedom. Okay, that is all the practices we are teaching to get you to that point. 
that you are a conscious living being in the moment. So when you're sitting with your food, you're not just a robot and going through those old patterns. And I'm sorry if I repeat myself, but just a strong point. It's to be a conscious being while you are alive. Now, it doesn't mean to be conscious 100% of the time. That's insanity. But the point is that is to give you back that freedom. So whether you're eating food that is considered bad or good, it doesn't matter because what matters most is that whatever you do, make it a choice and not an old habit and a pattern. So what do we try to do? Okay, so some people people understand that, but then they do something, then they kind of miss the ball and go, okay, I have an idea. I will get someone to force me to do the same repetitive actions, force me to eat this food, force me to exercise, force me to do these things with a trainer and someone will yell at me and will lock my food in and because I'm going to do it for so long, then it's going to become a pattern. But that's not true, right? Everybody knows this. Okay, because what happens, because as soon as you remove that restriction, as soon as you back to being a human being, it falls apart. Because the patterns are still there. It, it's actually, they're even stronger than ever because your emotional attachment, now it's the forbidden stuff. Now it's the stuff that I really want to do. All this time I was restricted. Now I break apart. So you never actually d- disconnected the emotional chain with the food. You actually strengthen it by now making it the forbidden thing. And as soon as that trainer is away or go on vacation for a week, or as soon as that diet is ended and you're trying to do a new diet, this is where the binge will manifest. As soon as the buying quiets and all the distractions are out and you're finally with your own brain, that's when the binge eating shows up. So what we do, what our goal is, is to show you how to be in, in a peaceful mode when you're, you're with your brain, when the time comes, when the distractions are off, when you're actually working on being a conscious being. And that's why it's very difficult. It's not the practice. It's just because we are in the state of being conscious that we don't like, because that means things are moving now i'm becoming a uh, now i become an active agent in my life so it's scary because if i'm an active agent that means that i have more responsibility i have a responsibility to make good choices bad choices i'm becoming conscious so then i'm getting overwhelmed so what do i do i numb and how do i numb with food or exercise or i numb in one way or another because i don't want to be conscious And that is the source of the problem because we are not, we don't know how to be okay with being conscious, how to be peaceful while conscious, because we don't know how to sit down or you don't know how to sit down with food and be in peace with what you're eating because you have to give us some sort of a distraction, some sort of a distraction in the mind. And that, and then you're constantly thinking, is it good food, bad food? If it's uh, this way or this way, I have to eat this way. I have to choose 36 times. I have to count one, two, choose 36 times. And then comes night. You don't think anymore. Now you're finally without distraction. That's when the mind goes in the bench because, again, that connection never got disconnected. So our practice when we work with people is to really get you to that point that you can disconnect that emotional attachment with food while building a habit that is based on bringing you into the conscious moment. That is the habit we want to develop, is being in a moment. When I'm eating my food, I want to be mindful when I'm eating food. I want to feel the food. I want to, don't want to numb myself 
well in my daily life. I want to be conscious well in my daily life. And that is a good thing. Why? Because it's not difficult to be conscious. It is difficult to live your life unconsciously. Right? That's much more difficult. And the repercussions are much harder than that. Now, sorry if I'm going, I'm talking too much in the air. Don't worry. I'll get to the more practical stuff, I promise. But the, the point is that we want to show you how to be conscious and peaceful around food. Because that's what freedom is. Because freedom is interconnected with the word choice. Because what does that mean to be free? Freedom, food freedom, is to have the ability to choose what serves you best. And how do I choose what serves me best? I need to actually be conscious enough to understand what is best. And how would I know what is best if I'm not conscious? If I'm just attaching my consciousness to, to a dietitian or to my, what my family wants or what I think I want, how can I know what is, serves me best if I'm not present? If my mind is distracted or if I'm numb? I don't know. So the main practice is to bring yourself to a conscious state that you can actually start feeling and communicating with your body to the point that you can actually tell when you are peaceful, what serves you, what doesn't serve you, what makes you stressful, and live your life, live your life in that state of being. So, so that is what we're trying to transition into. And why it's so difficult to transition into it is because the attachment to the all, because we have created an identity that is connected to binge eating. That became our new hobby, our new lifestyle, right? Binge eating and dieting becomes a lifestyle. So a lot of the times it's a way to socialize with other binge eaters. It's my way of being social. But we're adopting that identity, even if it's self-destructive, just like that scorpion. It's the embrace of that identity. And if you want food freedom, you have to create, you have to start building the habits of food freedom and then strengthen it with the patterns of food freedom and then adopt the belief of food freedom. And that is how you get to food freedom. That's how you, that's how the binge eating, is, the binge eating disappear because when you have food freedom and you are peaceful with yourself, there's no need to binge. There's no need to numb. There's no need to constantly move away. And so, so more a little deeper into the practical. So let's talk about kind of how the mindset looks like before people start working with us. It's everything I just described. I'm a yo-yo eater or yo-yo dieter. I'm addicted to sugar. I just have to count calories. I can't be without restrictions. It's, it's a belief, a strong belief because of those patterns that this is just reality. And so that's what happens before. So when they start working with us, we start showing that we start doing these practices, bringing you back to the mindful, feeling your body, experiencing your body while you're eating, while you're going through these exercises. And it's constantly bringing you back. Remove the restrictions because the restrictions are, are, are creating this strong connection between you and that emotional eating instead of just being with the food and eating it mindfully with the exercise. Is bringing yourself constantly to the present moment. What happens is kind of a shift, right? Suddenly you are present with your food, and and, and all this all this uh, demonizing we used to do with sugar and with food and with whatever we create this demon character out of it. Suddenly it disappears because all that's left is just you. The food is not powerful. 
The trigger food is not powerful. There's no good evil. There's no evil food. There's no good food. It's just you. And suddenly all that mysticism around food, all this, this demonic energy around food disappears because you are, it's just you. And your practice is really you. So then what happens? The mind gets kind of nervous because it's kind of out of the, it's out of the norm. It's not what I used to. So it kind of tries to reattach into the old habits, right? So it's going to go back to what it's used to. Not because it's, there's something wrong with our brain. Our brain does what it's supposed to do. It sees a pattern and wants to reattach to it. Think about it like climbing a ladder, right? If I'm here and I lift my right hand and I start doing another new practice with mindfulness and breathing, connecting to myself, actually, actually uh, releasing from that energy of numbness, then I'm here, I'm climbing that ladder. And for those who don't see me or just hear me, I'm kind of holding like a ladder, one on the bottom, one on the top. But I don't want to release the old, the hand on the bottom because I don't feel firm on the hand on the top. Why? Because if I let go of this one, I'm just going to fall. So what, what do I need to do? I need to reinforce the new identity that is on the top. And the stronger that one is, the left hand will feel, the one on the bottom will feel more confident to climb up. So that's kind of the process that the people go through while in the pro program. It starts here. And when they, when they join us, they're usually ready. They're ready for that transformation. And unless they are, we, we don't work with them. They, go, they start the practices immediately. One, they go all the way, their right hand goes on top. But now they're stuck. Now because their mind is doing this thing of like, oh, I'm used to the old habits and then they're practicing and practicing and those who focus on the hand on the top of the ladder are the ones that are going to make the transition the fastest those who focus on the hand on the bottom because they're afraid of letting it go are going to have a slower process because the hand on the top the stronger that one the stronger the confidence to let go of the old so if you want to let go of an old belief you have to strongly attach to a new belief so how do, you how do you strengthen that attachment to old belief? With habits and rebuilding those patterns. Remember, I told you, habits build patterns, patterns into beliefs. So that is the exercise that we keep reinforcing. It's bring yourself to the mindful place and keep reinforcing the new identity. Keep reinforcing the identity you want to go into instead of running away from the old identity. And this is what we see a lot. Focusing on the old patterns. Oh, I am sick. I am. Uh, I have. I am uh, binge eating uh, addicted, or I am addicted to sugar. Sorry, bad phraseology. But I'm for it. I'm allowed. <laughs> it's that constant reinforcing of the old beliefs, so you are strengthening what you don't want to be. Right. For example, if I told everybody here who was listening to you, uh, listening to me. Whatever you do, don't think about pizza. Now, what's the only thing in your head? Pizza. Why? Because I, so what if I told you don't think about it? It's what's on your consciousness. So if you want to create a new identity, you have to constantly bring and reinforce the new identity with habits and patterns. So that is how we create that transition. And once that transition is strong enough, and this is happens to people when they embrace completely the idea of freedom, they release from that fear of, of binge eating, fear of restrictions, fear 
of, of, of the emotional attachment to food and they're just focused on their breath they're just focusing on their practice they're focusing on the new the new version of themselves really embracing it then the hand that is the bottom just reattaches and once that happens there's no going back once that food freedom hits and it's real life then that's it it stays there and the practice is always making it easier to transition into something new so so this is why the, the diet mentality that doesn't, doesn't work because we try to force on ourselves a new identity. You cannot force it, right? You cannot force a new identity on yourself. You actually have to start building the habits and the patterns while being present. Because as long, it's like, think about switching uh, directions on a train, right? If the train is moving on an autopilot, I cannot change sides, right? If I can't go the different direction, if the, if the train is moving north, I can't suddenly move south while the train is moving. What I actually have to do, I have to stop the train, bring myself back to, my, to myself, to my consciousness, then get off the train actively and move to another one and let that take me south. So if your mind is constantly attached to uh, numbness and, and autopiloting everything, you cannot change a different direction. That's what happens with the dieting, right? We try to just, we try to force ourselves a new autopilot without actually making the conscious decisions to shift directions. Okay, I hope this makes sense. By the way, if something I say don't make sense, if you have a question, feel free to ask. I'll be more than happy to answer. But basically the point I wanted to make is if you want to, if you want to change into a new identity regarding food from binge eating to food freedom, then the way you do it is, first of all, you have to bring yourself to a conscious state. Because if you're unconscious, you can't make a decision. There's no freedom if you're unconscious. So you have to, first of all, be conscious. And how do you, how can you be conscious? And this is a, an exercise I definitely recommend for everyone to do right now is when you're sitting, when you're sitting and eating, notice when you are autopiloting eating, kind of eating in front of the TV or kind of, you know, doing that. And when you are conscious and actually feeling and being present in what you're eating. So you're not just like a robot eating, but eating like a human being, right? So notice the difference. Now you don't have to do anything. Just notice the difference. And based on that, I would definitely want to encourage you next week or even write your, your experience and your insights on the Facebook page. And I'll be more than happy to address that. So again, just notice, nothing else. Just notice when you're conscious with your food and when you're unconscious with your food, when you're a robot with your food, when you're a human with your food. Just notice the two. Don't have to do anything, just noticing. And that, if you repeat that alone, you'll create a new pattern in your brain of noticing the difference. And then you can then you can make the choice what, to, what belief do you want to be in. Do you want to reinforce the human or do you want to reinforce the robot? I hope this makes sense. But again, the point is to, if you want to change your identity, you first have to be present. You have to stop the train from moving on its tracks and then have the conscious decision, where do you want to go? Want to move with that train, the robot train, or do you want to change into the human train? So I hope this helps. I hope this uh, gives you uh, some insights regarding how to change our, our identity, why the old identity of the binge eating, why it's so reinforced, 
Again, and it's not because there's something wrong with you. Absolutely not. It's 100% natural for us to just repeat the same patterns because, again, that's our brain. That's how it works. We look, we constantly look for patterns. And that identity is not necessarily something that defines you. Right? Just because you've been a binge eater for 20 years, 30 years, five years, one year, that doesn't mean the rest of your life has to look like that. And the, and the more you're going to release from that belief, the easier it's going to be transitioning into a new pattern. Right, because that's what it all that's all it is. It's just a thought patterns. And our attachment to those patterns is those are the beliefs. Right? So it's the practice is all about releasing from the old identity and attaching to the new one. Releasing from robot, attaching to a human, releasing from binge eating and attaching to food freedom. And from unconscious to conscious. It's just about releasing that belief. That is all. And the way you do it, use the technique I just gave you. The idea, just, just notice when you're conscious and when you're unconscious with food. Now, again, that doesn't mean you have to be conscious all the time. That doesn't work. That doesn't happen. But if you want to be an active participant and you want to stop binge eating and you want to have food freedom in your life, you first of all have to be conscious to make that decision. Because if you're just going with the, if you're just going with emotion, that's not going to change because you're you're on the pattern, you're on the same train. And if you want to change the train, change the train, you actually have to stop the train first, be a conscious human being, and then make a different decision. Again, I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself. It's just, it's that's my pattern. My pattern is I think as I speak. I'm developing a new pattern of trying to to slow down and make points <laughs> that are more clear. So that's my practice. But this is, uh, this is for everyone who is listening. This is how you are changing your patterns. Use that technique and give me your insights. I'll be more than happy to hear it. And I hope this helps. If it, uh, if it does, write it down. If you have questions, I'll be more than happy to answer. So thank you, everyone. Have a wonderful rest of the week. And reach out. Post stuff. And this is definitely my best recommendation for everybody in our group as well. Post wins post things that are you're doing well in your life rather than posting these reinforcements of what is negative in your life why it doesn't work instead start posting things here's what i noticed that i did well start reinforcing a positive belief a belief that you are an active agent who is capable who can be peaceful can be strong and can release just like diane says releasing what doesn't serve me being aware while eating, right? It's releasing that old identities. So start focusing on the positive things in your life and start releasing from the things you don't want, right? I hope this helps. So thank you, everyone. Diane, thank you so much for coming. Nancy, as well, as usual, I love, I love both of your energies here and everybody else who is listening. Have a wonderful rest of the weekend. And I'm looking forward. I want to hear positive posts about your success, about your your insights, all right? Share that with the group. It's good for the group as well. So thank you. Have a wonderful rest of the weekend and see you later. Katie will be here next week and she's going to share her own wisdom, <laughs> all right? See you and bye-bye.